A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show, which understandably was quite Pochettino and Mourinho heavy. Yes, we started with that, but I think people would want to hear what you your take on it. So yeah, so enough. we'll play you a little bit of that, and then there was some a kind of lighter stuff in the uh, in another section of the show we did, and we also spoke to Kevin Moore, who's the author of a book on urban myths. In it's the good. World it's of really football. good. Yeah. good stuff. It'll adorn many people's toilets on Christmas Day. It's a good. It's a nice format. It's a small <laughs> book. Nice. It's a lovely bog book format. <laughs> so will Andrick's toilet paper, but yeah, we're not yeah, going to yeah. go and no, interview I'm, them. I, I, tell you, I use it as a positive. It's the sort of thing, Dad will slink away before EastEnders for 20 minutes and have a read of that. That's a bit graphic, isn't it? Anyway, all right. Uh, here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And uh, just before you go into I'll let you have your say, obviously, mm. it was interesting hearing Ashley Cole there. As I said to you, any Chelsea person will tell you that Mourinho's going to do a good job for Tottenham. Mm. You know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I, 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 think, I mean, the sadness and the disillusion and all that, I get all that. Yeah. But, you know, short term, he's perfect. For as I said, situation. the great disappointment that none of this needed to happen with the right support. I mean, he'd basically sucked the joy. This chairman had sucked the joy out of the job for a manager that couldn't have been more enthusiastic and up for it for a long period of time and did amazing things at the club. And the season where we, we went unbeaten at home uh, was one of some of the best football I'd ever seen Tottenham play. It was a wonderful season, that last season at White Hart Lane. And uh, just that was, there were a lot of great memories and a lot of great moments. And like a lot of Tottenham fans, I, I want to thank him and his team for that. They did a, a brilliant job. I just think they could have done a better job if one hand had not been tied behind their back and they'd been given that, that support and the chairman had listened mm. to the manager. There was a lot of red flags over the last 18 months. He saw this coming. And in the end, it, it, something had to change. I, don't, I heard Dorster saying he deserved a bit more time and I've heard that theory but in the end it wasn't going anywhere it was a pretty loveless marriage and uh, Pochettino it sounds like he was kind of moping around the training ground he'd lost his enthusiasm I don't blame him for that because I think say that had been sucked out of him by what had gone on over the summer he felt this was a time to back him as I said you look at Liverpool as a blueprint and look how they've worked with Klopp they've churned the squad they've done all the things that Tottenham should have done but it's a different mentality upstairs so we find ourselves now uh, with uh, a new manager I mean, you're look, you know, you know enough about Jose to write a book, so you mm. you've watched that, that whole story well, unfold. I'm slightly sceptical that 
you know, it's going to go the same way it's always gone. Maybe season, 18 months, two years of OK. Then it gets toxic. You might as well debate this. It's going to. And for all the... Re- and yeah, basically, the trouble is, there's no progression. He'll leave us where he finds us now, in a toxic situation at 14th, because that's why he'll go. For all the reasons he's coming in, is the same reason that he'll go. That The relationship between him and the chairman will go south, mm. probably when he wants to sign a 32-year-old Portuguese centre-half for 200 grand a week. And then... He starts, you know, then suddenly the stories come out, he's not happy. Then he starts telling the fans how lucky we are to have him. So, you know, this, we've seen it twice now. We've not just seen it once, we've seen it twice well, at two different well, clubs. we've seen it twice at Chelsea, yeah. twice. Uh, we saw it at United, we saw it at Inter, we saw it at yeah. Real Madrid. He saw it everywhere he ever goes. It's great, he goes in there, he's got a fantastic personality, he's a winner, he, the players love him. Somehow, after either he loses interest or they get bored with him, Goodness knows what happens. But for this situation, though, where Spurs are at this current time, he yeah. is perfect. Lots of senior players that with experience. He's always loved a Drogba, a Costa, a Higuain, Ibrahimovic. He's got that in Kane. That's perfect for him. He's got team players who experience. I, I Honestly, in the short term, he gives Spurs the best opportunity to finish in the top four and yeah. do well in Europe. The way he works with Kane over the next six months I think is crucial because I think it's the difference between him staying and going if Kane mm. feels uh, that as he gets towards the end of the season well if you win the FA Cup there's going to be play- well there's going to be good <laughs> players coming in good players I mean you look at the service he gets and look at mm. the difference I mean if you watched him against Sheffield United and then watched him play for England twice, you wouldn't think that was the same player. I'd say he looked like he had a piano on his back against Sheffield United. Mm. He was really struggling. His body language wasn't good. So, I mean, you know, something had to change, as I say. It's just a shame it got to this situation and we've we've seen off uh, the best manager we had since Keith Burke. And you know, when you moved into that stadium towards the end of last year and you got to the Champions League final, it was a great moment for yeah. a Tottenham fan. It could never have been better. It looked like the future was mapped out. He was a manager you could really get behind, support, churn the team over, get rid of the players he wants to get rid of, bring in some players he wants. It was yeah. a great opportunity. It's not that they won't do all right, Spurs under Jose, but it's definitely a feeling of an opportunity lost. Because, Madness, because really. Pochettino and his guys, they'll go off and get a plum job somewhere in Europe. You know, they're not they're not gonna they won't it won't mm. be a downgrade the next move, will it? I mean, it'll be another Champions oh, League no, team, it'll be a big side, it could be a Bayern, it could potentially even be a Real Madrid because I think there's a recognition that, that he's a very good coach and if you give him the tools, if you give him the support, if you give him the backing, and I don't just mean players, I mean hmm. selling players as well and giving, letting him freshen things up in windows rather than having two windows where you uh, where you don't buy anybody. That would have been incredibly hmm. difficult. I mean, the job he did was incredible. The yeah, money incredible he spent, £107 million net spend the in five and developed. a half seasons, yeah. What he did for Deli Alley, what he's done for Winks and players like that, absolutely. Yeah, you know. I just, I, I really wish him well, and I'm, I'm glad he's got a massive payoff. I mean, if it's true he was asked, asked to walk away, why should he? For what he did, and yeah. I, I don't see, even but though I'm effectively paying for it, until he, uh, until yeah. he leaves, until, until he gets another sum. job. No, <laughs> exactly. That's not the way it works. <laughs> not, uh, not really. Obviously, Manchester United <clears throat> are no longer paying Jose's wages, so yeah. it's a good day for them. That probably frees a few things, uh, <laughs> frees a few things up you for know, them. But remember, his first year at United, he, they finished second, and they won the Europa League. He's a winner. This yeah. bloke is a winner, mm. and that is a fact. And and in his charm, when he's on form, when he's charming, if you get that nice Jose, you know when he looks. Well, you know, clean, you always you get nice Jose cut, at the clean, beginning, yeah. unless he's maybe he's been to some sort of far east 
retreat and he's found himself. I mean, you don't sense that when you watch it on TV recently. Ever going to change? No, I mean, I, I think this is the, this is the odd thing that. The, I think your point was a good one. This is a this is a, a, a marriage of convenience, isn't it, between Daniel mm. Levy and Jose? The, the idea that they've ironed out all the issues that w- that would cause them problems in a kind of two three hour meeting, or however long they've been courting him, I mm. don't know, or, or George Mendes and, and his people. But you're right, Andy. I think it is a marriage of convenience. Tottenham need a good manager. They need a kind of blue chip manager. They're trying to sort of sell naming rights mm. for the stadium, and who knows, potentially even the club somewhere along the way. So Jose looks very good. He looks very good in a brochure because he's he's won so much as a manager, and Jose wants to get back in. And you're right. He's looked at the squad there. He's looked at the yeah. players, and so they're they're kind of brushing over the fact that that, yeah, think, that think, this this is a chairman that doesn't like to spend big on players and doesn't churn players maybe in the way that Jose would like to see and Jose's putting that on the back burner and and Daniel Levy is clearly doing the same thing looking at a manager that can be quite toxic for a club at times so then it's kind of an unwritten thing that's going on at the moment. But on the you? other hand, if you're a Spurs player, you, you're going into training today and you have your first session this afternoon and you're faced with this guy and you, you're playing for a club who's never won yeah. anything, not never won anything, that's stupid, but hasn't won stuff for a long time. Yeah. Well, one League Cup in yeah. 19 seasons. Right. So you're playing for a club that's that and suddenly this bloke walks in and he's won everything. Yeah. He's won everything everywhere that he's ever gone. He's won every trophy you could ever win. What yeah. are you going to do? You're going to look at him and think... Well, he knows what he's doing. Doesn't yeah, he? like, I don't. I, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that for a minute. We're going to see a lift because it, it, it appears as if th- things had got so bad with Poch kind of moping around the place mm. and finding it difficult to get the enthusiasm back, which I completely understand that it was affecting the players. And I said to you the other week, the team are playing with the same intensity that he seems to be doing his press conferences and, and, and you looked at his body language on the touchline. He'd lost interest. And as I said, I, I should say that was unprofessional, but I don't blame him for it. He couldn't have done uh, any more. So um, it, it goes with my blessing. Uh, and I wish him well and all his team well who were, who were fantastic. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Good old Andy Goldstein's just cheered me up saying uh, you'll be buying Matic soon. That's <laughs> <laughs> Andy's up at four with Darren oh, yeah, Bent. That's true. He loves Matic. He does love Matic. Yeah, what we need is that ball moving nice and slowly. I'm sure we've got our own players that can move the ball very slowly in midfield. We don't need to sign another one who's even older than what we've got. Uh, yeah, they've all got your pet players. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, we will uh, discuss that with them um, with uh, Terry Gibson a little bit later on. He's going to be joining us um, in mm. the studio. Uh, also, we will be joined by Julian Laurent to talk about the possibility of uh, Jose linking up with the director of football. He is head coach and not manager, rather pointedly. So, and th- there was some talk at uh, Manchester United. He wanted a buffer, not Michael Buffer, obviously, but he wanted a buffer <laughs> good for the pre- yeah. pre-match announcements. <laughs> but he did want a, a director of football, and there's a man that he's uh, he's often been linked with. Um, I think through the, the George Mendes uh, connection, Luis Campos, who worked mm. at Monaco and and mm. at Leon, is I think he's still at. Lille. Tonight's um, session from the George Mendes yeah, connection. The George Mendes connection. Nice. <laughs> so, um, but I don't know. I mean, oh, it, well, come on. We'll, we'll see. We could, yeah, we, let's, 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 let's change let's the subject. Spurs for a couple of seconds. We got a song for the Barnsley fans where they're Gerhard Struber. Remember, remember the Terry Gibson brothers. Yeah, <laughs> we all love Gerhard Struber. Yeah, you can all sing that, Barnsley fans. <laughs> talking so of uh, talking of songs, well, music. It's uh, it's a very happy birthday today to our old mate Gareth Chilcott. Yeah, and of course he's uh, six, are you? Six, exactly. Gareth Chilcott, former England rugby player, of course, yeah, not the for, plumber. Well, you're going to hear now. You're going to hear everything about him because yes. uh, we we had that. F- 
spoken word disc. Or yeah, and that was a, it was a cassette. Cassettes. Remember cassettes, kids? <laughs> this was a, a an audio cassette, and yeah. it was Gareth Chilcott in conversation. It's on Spotify now. Is it really? It really is. Gareth Chilcott in <laughs> conversation, telling uh, old rugby tales. But uh, we we always loved his little mantra, the and way the, he would I kick like it the, off. I like the intro from the fella, and he get, makes a mistake in it, but he still doesn't. They didn't redo it. Here okay, we, well, look, we if you haven't heard this before, it's a one down memory lane. If you have, but here is Gareth Chilcott's audio cassette. Happy birthday, Gareth. players of his time. He played for England from 84 to 90, British Lions and Australian 89, 400 plus games for his team Bath. He had the famed headband, the trademark moustache and struck fear into opponents wherever they were. He is Gareth Chilcott. Hello Gareth. How are you? <laughs> How are you? Are you? He also talks about he played, played 100 games for his team Bath. And you think, the stress is all wrong, isn't it? He, he played. He basically played for the Bath. At I the just end don't of the understand game. why they didn't. The producer didn't say that the music was too loud. We couldn't hear you, mate. Yeah. And where you, can we just do another take? Well, can I'm you sorry. Say famed headband. We've only got the studio. Famed headband. We've only got the studio for an hour, so we can't do a pickup when you said famed headband, and there was no gap between the words team and Bath. But honestly, I, time I mean, is money. You make one mistake, and it's there forever. More. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, yes, like uh, that joke about Joe. Uh, anyway, um, a new book mm. coming out. Mike Jevons, 34, expect um, his book for the Christmas market. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it'll be dressed in a white suit, wearing a white beard with white hair, like the Colonel. Yeah. Because Mike Jevons, 34, ate KFC for a <laughs> week and ended up losing two pounds. But it that. says ended up losing two pounds in Leighton Buzzard. Yeah. I don't know if he comes from Leighton Buzzard or he went there to lose two pounds. But uh, I've not looked into this. No. Uh, but you wouldn't think the KFC diet um, it's a bit would like Morgan necessarily be situation a, necessarily be a winner. He had it. He had it. Glenn's uh, never said the Murdoch's Morgan Spurlock situation. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight's session from the Morgan Spurlock situation. Yeah, it is a bit like that. He did exactly the same thing, mm. and he, he he claims to have uh, he claims to have lost weight. But you know, kids don't try that. Even your good friends at KFC would tell you all <laughs> things in moderation. Do you want to hear they? about the worst horse passport ever made? Yeah. Uh, this is uh, belonged to a Colombian woman who was uh, held after she allegedly tried to buy a rail pass at a Cologne station using a fake passport with a photo of Kim Kardashian. Oh, right. That's a good idea, isn't it? <laughs> that was always going to work. You're not likely to get away with that. That's very true. <laughs> and, uh, yes, news from the court circular. was mm. like the court circular. Where is it? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yes, the Queen. Uh, the, uh, the Queen yesterday received the Governor of uh, Queensland, the Honourable... <laughs> Okay, yeah. <laughs> Carry on. Just leave it and carry on. <laughs> Governor of Queensland, yeah. the Honourable Paul de Jersey. Sounds like Paul an Irish de... kit man. <laughs> <laughs> Paul de Jersey. Paul de Jersey is second in the basket. How do you, how do you, how do you, how do you spell it? P-A-U-L, like yourself. Oh, yeah, like myself. De, D-E. D-E. Jersey. Paul de Jersey. How do you, how do you spell him? Jersey. J-E-R-S-E-Y. Oh, really? Paul de Jersey? <laughs> Paul de Jersey. That's a great name. <laughs> it's quite... It's either Irish so, or New York. Fantastic, yeah. And what a marvellous letter uh, to the Daily Star today from Anne P, who felt she needed to point out that Winston Churchill, Mahatma Gandhi, and they're like a legends, not Ryland Clark Neil. <laughs> <laughs> really? Who knew? 
Well, I'm sure when, it, when, the, when that sad day comes and it's a long way off yet, Ryland will get a full state funeral with gun carriage. Of course, we'll all be there. Of course, we will. Um, Honestly, uh, Glenn has been in touch. Um, he says, "Why is it always not the plumber?" So we'll say something like uh, Winston Churchill, not the plumber. Yeah. Why not the tree surgeon or the traffic warden? <laughs> well, that's true. Because he's a plumber. Oh, sorry. I don't take it. It's just it just strikes you it would be quite unlikely, wouldn't it? That that's suddenly uh, you Winston Churchill. You're not the plumber, and he comes around. He says, "Yes, completely backed up." I just hang on. I'll go back to the van and get me rods. Uh, that's it. Yeah. And uh, Lulu is to sing "Shout." Of course, she is. Yeah. But the Miss World. I talk about two things that are really kind of the Miss outdated. World. Really? Yeah. Lulu is going shout. back to the time machine. <laughs> God, is Miss World still going? I would have apparently thought in these is, woke yeah. times there wouldn't there wouldn't be a place for it. I know you'd think not. But, yeah, I mean, uh, where whereabouts is. is it on? Um, London. Oh, okay. Usually the Albert <laughs> for Hall. narrowing it down a bit. Well, the it's, Albert Hall? Well, it used to be That's the Albert Hall. That's a big Hall. room. Oh, it's not there, is it? Yeah. Uh, Lulu will close the London show with Shout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe she'll switch it up and she'll do the Tears for Fears version. <laughs> yeah. Be okay. a shock. Be a shock, wouldn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, it would be, actually. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what else have we got here? Mm. Uh, what else have we got? Oh, yeah, I've got a lovely letter from Les Holt. I love Les, Les's letters. He writes The Sun from Manchester. He usually writes about football. And uh, he, and his letters have got this unfailing ability to add absolutely nothing whatsoever to nice. the argument. Yeah. Uh, before we wax lyrical on England walloping Montenegro and Kosovo, let's remember they're mediocre soccer countries. Who knew? It's <laughs> when we met meet the big boys, like in the World Cup, that we lose the winning touch. You think, oh, yeah, all right, we know all that. What's the point? <laughs> what is the point of that letter? What point, Les, did you sit down and think everybody needs to know that Montenegro and Kosovo aren't as good as they might be in the top men? When we do play France and and Belgium, it could be different. I like Les's missives. It's at the XL, apparently. Which is a, a big room as well, so uh, yeah. Miss World. That's good. D- Delhi Did you ever go? Oh. I can see, I could see you there with your dicky bow on, no. sitting next to Eric Morley. <laughs> Eric Morley. No. In reverse order. No, I didn't go. I yeah. didn't believe in Didn't you have Sunderland connections, Eric Morley? The the man that really? ran Miss World for many years. I'm sure there was some kind of... Yeah, he crossed the ball to the important thing. Eric Morley... Miss, I'm going to put it in. Let's have a bit Eric of this. Morley, Miss Sunderland World, connection. Sunderland. Okay, let's see if anything comes up. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there was. There was something okay. to do with Sunderland. I mean, the Sunderland fans can come through and... Uh, and, and I'm glad the producer's here because he reminds me of things that I was going to do that I completely forget about an hour later. Okay. So, um... This is good, actually. Turkeys, destined for the Christmas dinner table, the yeah. sun told us, made a dash for freedom. Right. Walkers, not the crisp people, were stunned to stumble across the 50-strong group. Blimey, that's a lot of them. Roaming in a woodland. And uh, I just thought, you know, that's quite, that's quite exciting that they sort of try to break free. And, uh, and who better to ask? Because we've got a turkey correspondent on oh, this yeah. show. Oh, yeah, who is it? And Tinsel. Oh, Tinsel, yeah, so yeah, Tinsel, yeah. Well, Tinsel's evaded the table for many years because he worked for FIFA as, a, as, <laughs> as an assessor yeah. at, at World Cups and European Championships. That blazer's getting a bit worn, though. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Well, he fa- you know, he's a turkey, so get, the lining gets quite fouled. <laughs> He fouls the lining, and uh, it's always in the dry cleaners. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's a dirty, so, a dirty do you want to hear tinsel. From like to yeah, hear go from on. Let's hear from Tinsel. Yeah, so yeah. Tinsel making a break. Turkey's making a break for it at Christmas. Yeah, fair point. Well, wouldn't you? He says. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, you probably wouldn't. Wouldn't you? What about Potch? You, you a bit disappointed. What, what, what's your take on uh, that? As somebody who does not work for FIFA and UEFA. 
Yeah. Well, he's not saying much about well, that. He's he's about the swearing, though. He's being <laughs> very, pro, very pro-potch. <laughs> yes, very Spanish swearing there yeah. from uh, Tinsel. Deli Alley has been talking about potch. He has, yeah. And he's managed to make himself sound like the moose. He says, I can't thank this man enough. He's taught me so much, and I'm so grateful for everything he's done for me. Good luck, and hope to see you again, my friend. Yeah. So I don't know if he had a picture with his arm around him, like Moose style. I mean, we should expect this. If it doesn't go well for Jose, um, it will be... Uh, Shem has been in touch, and uh, he, he's clearly a Chelsea fan because he said uh, uh, Agent Jose is in place. So he's some kind of deep-lying <laughs> sleeper, no. like Terry Neal was all those years ago. <laughs> no, look, George uh, Graham won, won a trophy for Tottenham, didn't he? He did. Yeah. yeah, fans didn't really like his football though, so it could be Maybe a similar power. Man in the raincoats, blue and white army. George got so I don't know what they're going to do with uh, Jose and what it was going to be like when the first home game will I be Olympiacos under know, the lights next week. Well, yeah. it's exciting, but I think the fact that he's gone from uh, United, yeah. not just come from Chelsea, yeah. so you know there was a period in between. So I don't know. We'll I, see. I think that, you know football fans are a fairly fickle bunch, aren't they? And if you know you suddenly go on a ten-game winning run, yeah. It's interesting. Gra- Graham Soonis was saying that he feels like after what at Manchester United, he's got, he's quite driven at the moment. He has a point a, a point to prove. Well, uh, he would have spoken to him, you know, on the Sunday yeah. afternoon things, yeah. doing the punditry with him. So yeah. he, that's probably quite accurate. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Now, we all love a football uh, urban myth, and uh, Kevin Moore has collated them in his book, uh, What You Think You Know About Football Is Wrong, The Global Game's Greatest Myths and Untruths. Good afternoon, Kevin. Good to see you. Good afternoon. Thank First, you. we should uh, congratulate you on your uh, pioneering work at the National Football Museum. You were involved for, what, 20 years? Is that right? Was for 20 years, sitting wow. up in Preston, and then again in Manchester, where it's yeah. been a massive hit. Well, we were there last mm. week. We did the show there on Friday, and uh, yeah, congratulations. It's, uh, it's a sensational place, and we've been encouraging the listeners when... When you're up in the northwest to go and check it out, it's uh, it's brilliant. But um, anyway, it allowed you to write this book, and um, and there's one. It's it's basically a collection of 
statements uh, and then which you then kind of go on to explain uh, and there's some very interesting ones in there and the one I really uh, was drawn to is that we knew in 1966 that Jeff Hurst's shot had crossed the line uh, yet we've had conjecture ever since so uh, it's a very interesting uh, reason why we knew in 66 isn't it Yes, because we were going on television and television pictures in 66 were really poor. Four, two, five lines, which was actually three, seven, seven lines, unless you're on BBC Two, which was a bit better, but it was on BBC One. Right. So you know how on TV, even today, a catch in cricket can, can be given as yeah. not out when yeah. you go back. So the answer is the TV was never going to show it properly. There was film footage shown in the cinemas in 66. The newsreels were still running, and one set of the newsreels had a shot on that goal line and showed the ball was over the line. We knew then. <laughs> so why did we keep arguing about it? And why did the Germans still claim that it didn't cross the line? Well, uh, they haven't watched our, our movie tone footage, have they? Or, or Pathé. It's movie tone, in fact. So yeah. I don't know. It's, it, it, it's ridiculous. It's because Kenneth Wollstone and the commentary, that's what's famous. Um, you've got to remember, that, of course, that 26 million people are watching on TV. Yeah. How many people were going to the cinema to see a newsreel of it two days later? Yeah, Roger yeah, Hunt said it was a goal. Yeah, he said, well, I've always gone on that. <coughs> gone on that for 30 years. Yeah. Interesting, though, you say that England in the same tournament, England didn't win the World Cup fairly. And it's quite an interesting argument. <laughs> Ooh, that's the most controversial one in a way I know. And I didn't want to find this out as an England fan. But there were some things in that mm. tournament. A lot of teams pulled out. There were, it's only 74 teams started. All the African teams pulled out because FIFA had fixed it, so it was so very difficult for them to, uh, to, 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 to get a place at the final. It was, yeah. it was unfair. And then, you know, England weren't great in some of those games. You know, we're very lucky against France. And really, the Argentina game, you know, the sending off of Ratin is really, really unfair and was viewed that way by some commentators yeah. here and around the world. There were a lot of fouls by England. I've watched well, that yeah, game Our foul count was higher than yeah. theirs, wasn't 33 it? fouls mm. by England, 19 by Argentina. And they were animals, apparently. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, it was, it was a little bit the referee being a bit favouring the home team, as they tend to do. Uh, and viewed around the world, I mean, to back it up, I've got Eusebio and Pele both making this point. Are we going no. to argue with them? No, probably not. That's very true. Um, th th yeah, you've looked at uh, some, some of the other things. 2-0 not being the worst league, because often people say, oh, it's the most dangerous mm. scoreline. You get one back and then suddenly you're on the back foot because you... But uh, you say it's not the worst lead. No, absolutely not, because football is a low-scoring game, isn't it? You yeah. get a 2-0 lead, you've got a two-thirds chance or more. You're going to win the game. Um, we all remember the comebacks, but we forget the times when you when you just you just win the game. So you know, relax. I know no football fan can ever relax. Yeah, like you can never I score like too it. early. Apparently, you say because I, I was at a Tottenham mantra. We get one after two minutes. We're all sitting again. Oh, we just annoyed them now. Yeah, too early. Too early. <laughs> and that's not true either, uh, because there's no such thing. It's a low-scoring game. So, yeah, the, the, your first goal, if you score later on, you've got much more chance of winning the mm. game, an even greater chance. But yeah. you score that first goal, your odds of winning have, have gone up. It's more about there's been no build-up, has there? I like chapter 14. Arsenal should not be in the Premier League. Give well, it another yeah. two 
yeah. years under Uno Emery, it might even be true. <laughs> <laughs> this goes back. I know this. Uh, Tottenham fans know this story well, but it's a it's a First World War tale, isn't it? They uh, they did a bit of gerrymandering the Gunners, didn't they? At that time, he's very very dodgy, and the chairman of the time was later found guilty and thrown out of football altogether. Great. So it, it is extremely dodgy. Um, both Spurs and Barnsley have a case, but I think Spurs have the best case that they should have stayed in the old top flight. Yeah, we were pushed and out. There is some interesting, because <laughs> there's some perceived things that people always say. For example, Chapter 19, Dennis Law's backheel goal for Manchester City yeah. did not relegate Manchester United. People always say I that. Did, I, to be honest, I didn't know that one. It's one of those mm. things that, is, as you say, it's one of those classic urban myths, isn't it? People often throw that in. Because it makes a better story of if course it was it does, true, yeah. doesn't it? Mm. Um, I love the quote in there where he says, that's a goal I almost wished I hadn't scored. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. a goal, he hated scoring it, but mm. he still... I almost wish it, but I'm a goal scorer, so I'll take a goal. Yeah. I'll take a goal. Mm. They were already down. Yeah. We should celebrate it as as the last one of the last contributions, right. the last goal scored by Dennis Law. Yeah, yeah. The, the other one, which is interesting, is Chapter 15, and quite bold looking at the Premier League table. Leicester City will never, italicised, win the Premier League again. Are you God, sticking by bold. that, Sam I'm Kevin? I'm sticking by yeah, that because bold. I'm sticking by that. It was a magnificent achievement when they did it. I loved it. I loved it to bits when they won it, as did everyone else. But, you know, we don't have those outsider wins like we used to uh, the Derby Counties, the Nottingham Forest, the Aston Villas, because it is about the money, it is about the wages in the game now. Yeah, they, they so they are punch- this year, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they're punching above their weight, and it's fantastic. But you know, why were they five thousand to one? The the bookies are usually right, so it becomes it's become increasingly difficult from a team outside, even to break into the top four. Never mind to actually. Pr- win the Premier yeah. League I'd love it if they did but I'm afraid I'm sticking to this, it this is interesting though I mean because certain things you wouldn't think right chapter 23 hooliganism is not and has never been a major problem in English football which is yep I'm going to stick surprising. with that one. I'm going to stick with that one first of all as another chapter shows it's much much worse than other countries and started much earlier in other countries if it was going to be called you know it's been called the English disease it's not it's the Argentinian disease they have it much worse going back to the 1920s but also the no- people have been injured but the number of deaths from football hooliganism directly in this country is one Hmm. much more in other countries yeah. where we've sadly had deaths at football that's that's crowds that's the the, the paucity of the stadiums that's hillsborough that's hmm. the bradford fire yeah. sure. so you know it's a bad problem but only one person has actually died let's keep some sense of proportion about this. finally kevin the one that uh, brings us all down is uh, association football will not last forever I mean, have you have you pinpointed a date when it's going to come to an end? Have you got a doomsday <laughs> clock? No, I haven't. Is it probably when Leicester win the title again? Yeah, from that'll, your be point it, of that'll be it. <laughs> Everyone will quit and give up. Sports come and go. I'm an historian of sport. You know, okay, the ancient Olympics went on for a very long time, but you know, sports come and go. They do die. They also change into other things. So we've seen how football might change. You get different versions of the game. You get uh, futsal, and you get. Uh, you know, show, showing skills, and you get virtual games. Um, you know, you get a lot of esports. So nothing's guaranteed to last forever. There were great yeah. sports in England years ago, which we don't do anymore. So well, join us next week on Talk Quidditch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's hope it doesn't evolve into that. Uh, Kevin, it's a great little book. It's going to do book. very well at Christmas, I'm sure. It's published by Bloomsbury. It's called uh, "What You Think You Know About Football Is Wrong: The, the Global Game's Greatest Myths and Untruths." Yeah, great little Christmas present, I would say. So, uh, th- thanks ever so much for joining us. We wish you well with it. 
Thank you very much indeed. Thanks there we are, Kevin me. Moore. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We return mm. uh, tomorrow. I don't know who's going to get sacked overnight. Possibly Unai Emery. It'll be one of those. And then <laughs> there'll be another manager in charge of Arsenal by 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. It's been that kind of week, really. Uh, so uh, we'll catch up with you then. Thanks for downloading us. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.